1: Welcome back to a new episode of the God Life Culture
0: Podcast. This
1: is Eddie.
0: What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so thankful that you are connected to a brand new episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. We want to remind you to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified when we drop a new episode. Uh, We have gotten a lot of new subscribers as of recent, so we are just very thankful that you are choosing to listen to this podcast, and we want to also remind you to leave us us a review to leave us a rating. It definitely helps put our podcast in front of more people. So thank you guys for, uh, you know, all the support on that end. Eddie, how are you doing?
1: Today, we're doing great, excited, honestly, just really looking forward to just diving into today's episode. You know, everything's just been going great at the moment. You know, we are in the middle of a pandorama that, like, you <laughs> know, people like to say. Uh, but, you know, people have been working, people have been doing their thing. And, you know, like we spoke about in the last episode, this is the time of year where things start to get crazy. You got Resurrection Sunday, Mother's Day, Father's Day, the summer's coming up. So, yeah. you know, it, it's the time of year where things start to get busy. So, overall, I'm alive, I'm well. everybody. healthy. That's where I'm at at the moment. Thanking God. How about you?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, the weather is amazing. We have had warm weather here in New York. Um, and like you said, you know, just gearing up for our, you know, Resurrection Sunday services and, you know, a lot of things happening at school and, you know, just uh, the the normal, you know, stuff that we're always doing on top of just everything that happens with uh, this time of the year as we approach Resurrection Sunday and everything else, you know, after that. But like you said, I'm very excited yep. for today's conversation. We have a special guest guest with us and um you know it's gonna be a great conversation i've been uh you know a a fan of her music and listening to her music for a few years now and um i'm just excited to get to know her a little bit more today and uh, for all our listeners to connect you know with her and connect with her story and her music as well yeah
1: so with that being said please welcome to the guy life culture podcast angie rose angie how are you doing today
2: i'm doing well i'm doing well glad to be here
1: thank you once again for being on the episode with us and like we always like to do we always ask this question so that it gives you an opportunity to introduce yourself to people who may not be familiar with you so the first question we're going to ask you is who is Angie Rose uh
2: to put it simply uh, I always like to say I'm a Puerto Rican chick from the Bronx that loves Jesus and hip-hop in that order (laughs) in that order there you go
0: (laughs) that's so funny that's so funny because that's one of the things I mean that you have that same exact line in one of your tracks um, you know on your album Unstoppable Uh, I believe it's uh, Crying in a Jaguar you have that line where you say that you know how important is it for people to know that about you right how important is it for you to share your faith through what you do and how you live and also know that you love hip hop
2: uh, super important. I think um, it's the combo. It's the the mixture of those things that kind of make me who I am. Um, so yeah, I try to I try not to leave anything out. <laughs>
0: Awesome. And your latest project is titled Unstoppable. um, And you also have a foundation with that same name. You have merch for, you know, um, Unstoppable. And it seems like this word is a word that you really connect to and is a big part of everything you do. Uh, Why did you go with, you know, uh, Unstoppable as that word? Why is it significant in your artistry? Yeah.
2: Um, well, I think, to be honest, um, everything that you mentioned earlier about my faith and, uh, and all these things that we just kind of spoke about have been um, or can be looked at as an obstacle of sorts. Um, and so I think deciding to stand and plant my feet in that truth, um, unstoppable, is 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 what is the reminder. You know what I mean? Like that it's it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be perfect. But if I made the decision, then then God would back it. Um, Luke eighteen twenty seven says that God makes the impossible. Um, possible. Um, And so for me, it's just that constant reminder to live in that truth, not just repeat it and quote it or, you know, create a good sermon or a tagline, um, but to make it a lifestyle. Um, So yeah, Yeah. it's super important for me.
0: And I love that you, you were able to support your answer, you know what I mean? And support, uh, you know, why, um, you know, you've, you've named your album that and why this word is so important to you. Cause so oftentimes, you know, sometimes you just come across people that love to just throw titles on things or names on things, but they don't really have, you know, any type of support when it comes <laughs> to that. It's just like, Oh, it sounded cool, you yeah. know? Yeah, and, yeah. um, for someone like you, you know, you, your faith is very important to you. It's evident in your music. Um, you are a skilled, you know, rapper as well. So it's great to see that, you know, when it comes to unstoppable, yeah. even just that biblical reference that you're able to th- Throw out there, you know, it lets people know that, you know, you know, your stuff one. And again, this is something that you're intentional about and that it's not just you slapping a name to something. It's something that's actually really a part of you. So I think that's very important.
1: You know, one of the things that, you know, you're very evidently proud about is, you know, your culture, your Puerto Rican, where you Mm -hmm. come from, from the Bronx. Um, and as a fellow New Yorker, you know, there is definitely pride depending on the borough you rep, you know. Um, but, it is also evident that it has influenced you and your career and your artistry and your music. You know, can you talk a little bit about that? Like how did your upbringing, you know, childhood community and culture contribute to who Angie Rose is now?
2: Yeah. Um, Well, I think to be honest, it's, it's like the main baseline um, of what you guys hear um, in the music. Uh, Somebody the other day was asking me what my sound is. And, um, and it's like a question obviously that I always get as an artist, but it's very difficult to answer. But I think that the real answer in that sits in, in the truth of like being a Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx, um, having a huge family. So the louder music, the the more party um, sound, the fun, I think all of those things come from growing up in the city with, you know, Puerto Rican parents, the youngest of 10, um, all the stories that I'm able to tell um, come from that truth, come from that culture and come from being raised uh, with so many different um, I think different variables coming together, right? The Bronx and Puerto Rico aren't necessarily the same. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so those, those things marry. And then church culture comes into that. And so all of it together, I think, is, is the vibe um, that makes me who I am. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world.
0: Yeah. And, you know, you are a, you know, female rapper for those who don't know, right. And are listening to this for the first time, you know, you rap and you are an artist as well. Um, You know, I believe you've even done some pop songs, right. And some pop stuff as well. Um, You know, so you are, you know, um, an artist and every artist has people that they look up to, uh, people that they're inspired by and people that, you know, uh, have drive. Right. And ambition. Um, You know, in your case, uh, you know, we were just talking, you know, behind the scenes and, you know, just dialogue a little bit about this. How do you find the balance right between being um inspired by some of these mainstream rappers as people would call them or secular rappers right who are not christian or may not share your same faith and beliefs and still be true to who you are how do you find that balance in being inspired by them and also knowing who you are as a christian
2: yeah um well, I think to, if I'm honest, this was the first project or the first time um, in my career where I, I, I kind of was able to navigate that balance. Um, some people know I, w- I signed. And so there was this big transition from being like I had an Unstoppable song when I first started this whole journey in college. Um, and then so now getting to this song, I think, was the, the, the learning. Right. I went super. I and I did all these fun things um, but this was the first time that I think I found out where I wanted to live um, and that middle place of understanding the sound and the sonics that I enjoy from mainstream music um, but the message that I enjoyed but no, or not so much necessarily enjoyed um, but the message that could transform lives not just um, something that rhymed or sounded sonically but something that could um, sit in the hearts of, of man um, and so for me, that's the only goal at this point. I want it to sound good. I wanted to sit, be able to live in, you know, mainstream, in the mainstream world. But I I can't um, not say anything.
1: Hmm. You know, one of the things that as creatives, especially um, someone who has been grinding and working hard for a hot minute now, is that sometimes you find yourselves kind of hitting a rut or uh, hitting a, a blank space Uh, creatively or whatever. Um, and also on times, it's times where it just becomes work. (laughs) You know, how do you keep uh, yourself enjoying the process? You know, how do you make sure to stay that it's fun, that you're enjoying the creative process, that you are enjoying the, the, the work that has to go in without it being one of those things that you look at and you're like, Oh man, I got a deadline to meet. I have to do this or I have to do that.
2: Well, if I'm honest, I think I'm, I'm kind of relearning that now. Um, I actually I've been doing these uh, confessions on my social media where I'm just kind of telling that I'm I'm taking away the highlights right social socials are always the best things and the and the most you know the best moments in everybody's life and the truth is that nobody's living those highlights um, every day um, and so getting back to the place of honesty and transparency I'm finding uh, very free for me which is why I wrote this song like pain inside my eyes like it, it's like it's it's over of just for me just talking about the, the sunshine and the rainbows, um, I know that there's people living other, you know, living other stories, especially in the midst of a pandemic. Um, so being honest, vulnerable and transparent, I think is getting me back to the place of enjoying uh, what I do, and not making it a deadline or being worried, you know.
0: Yeah. And on your album, you know, you talk about a lot of personal experiences and stories as well. And um, I know I mentioned it earlier. You have a song on there that really jumped out at me just by the title alone. It's called Crying in a Jaguar. And, um, you know, I'm usually the person listening to an album from beginning to end. But I I stopped to kind of see like those standout titles. Right. And that was one that definitely stood out to me. And um, you are very transparent and open about some past mistakes, you know, that you have made in your life. Um, you know, is it hard being open about your past struggles and mistakes now? You know, you're someone that, um, you know, people are, are, are aware of your music. They're aware of who you are. You're out there. You, you know, are active on social media. Is it hard to, you know, confess these things or talk about these things? What has that process been like for you?
2: Um, I think to be honest, it's just freeing. Um, I don't, I don't know. I can't be concerned. There's so many things that, like i think that hiding things and um and trying to portray an image is deadly if i'm honest and i think that you know mm-hmm. if we pay attention like the suicide rates of pastors are it's it's really high and i think mm-hmm. it's because we have to pretend or people you know as believers or you you have to you have to pretend that everything's fine or that you've been, you've never been through anything or like smile when you don't want to smile and i think for me it's i just found that to be a jail cell um and one that i just refuse to live in so people might might find it courageous to be honest but i find it more you know i i, I find I, I don't know how to explain it but um free i just i don't want yeah i don't want to be trapped in in an yeah. image it's it's unbearable
1: no, and I think you know, and it's a common thread of something that we've been speaking about a yeah. lot within the last couple of weeks. The idea of transparency being important, and how that is not only does it does not only serve a purpose of freeing you, but allows other people to take you know the same stance of being free themselves. You know, especially you know in the Latin community, you know it's a big thing where you know they say you know lo trate sucio se lava en casa. Where you take care of the stuff at home, you know, the drama stays at home, nobody's aware of what you're going through, nobody knows your struggles or you're this or you're that or whatever. Um, And we walk into the world with this fake persona of being perfect, having it all together, when in reality, you know, there are moments in our lives where we are struggling, where, you know, there are moments in life where we are having difficult times. And instead of being transparent about it, we hide and we cry about it and we deal with it um, on our own. Um, So it is very evident. And I think that especially for a young person like you to be that transparent, it does serve a purpose of inspiration to others to be able to be transparent in an age where, you know, it's like we live in the age of social media with everyone is just posting the best quote unquote of them, which a lot of times is just edited and not even their real them. (laughs) So (laughs) when we get into this conversation of people being able to be transparent, it is not only refreshing, but encouraging. And, you know, something that you've also been very open about is the, you know, the idea that you've been to therapy um, you know, we've spoken about therapy, we've spoken about counseling on this podcast as well. Um, but you know, it is kind of sometimes, you know, um, in, in a lot of Christian circles, a taboo subject where, you know, you're just supposed to like pray about it and then keep it moving. Um, do you think, you know, what, what, like, I know you've been to it, so you've definitely have an experience about it. Do you think that seeking counsel is important today and age?
2: Think, absolutely. Absolutely. I think mental health is, um, Overlooked in the church, and which in the, which is the place that it shouldn't be overlooked the most. Um, <laughs> it's the place where people should be allowed to be vulnerable. I mean, we literally see Jesus walk, get off a boat and that, that and heal a man that was dealing with what we would call mental illness. That mm-hmm. when demons spoke from him, they called it legion. But I mean, if we if we're really honest about what he looked like, that's a man in the in the South Bronx walking down the street screaming at himself. We see that. I, yep. I've seen that man. Um, yep. and we the we're supposed to be the first the first people to combat that and say, yeah, we're going to pray about this, but also let's heal the wounds. Um, Let's Mm -hmm. change this. Let's, 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 let's change the narrative. Um, So, yeah, I just, I kind of refuse to be a punk about it as much as I would like to, if I'm honest, I'd love to be able (laughs) to just kind of keep my personal business to myself, but I felt trapped. You know, I, when I, when I went into this route uh, with this image, I was never this girl that had an this big old image. I was okay with socials being, you know, funny looking or ma- makeup not being done and all that good stuff. Um, and now I'm getting back to that place of just being able to be honest and to be able to um, showcase. I'm sorry, I'm doing my makeup as we're talking. We're literally the looking- <laughs> she's like, at like you as stop? you're holding <laughs> the makeup <laughs> brush. <Yeah, I'm> literally- <laughs> um, but no, it's super important, and I'm just I'm kind of willing, not only. From this like beautiful, like, you know, amazing standpoint that people like to highlight, but from a place of when I tried to be something else, it broke me more. So it's it's just I want to be me. And if the people aren't with that person, then that's OK, because trying to be somebody else was killing me.
0: Yeah. I mean, and like you said, you've talked about therapy and, and how important that is. And, you know, like you just finished letting us know you're doing your makeup. It seems like you're on the go when, you know, you were saying you had a photo shoot and you just have a lot of things happening, uh, you know, right now, how do you, you know, obviously besides going to therapy, how do you find, uh, rest in what you do right how do you find that minute where you know you're not around tons of people or you're not busy jumping from one thing to the other what does that look like for you you know is it just going outside going for a walk is it you know you know listening to some worship music and being at home or you know what does that look like for you
2: yeah literally all the above um to be honest I wasn't doing that right I was just on go like my I just kept filling up the tank and just keep kept trying to run. Um, and like the people that really cared about me just kind of weren't with it anymore. They were like, you just need to stop. Like I was getting in trouble and like by the people that love me most, my friends were just like, that's it. Like quit. Um, and I just, again, this openness that I'm doing showing on socials um, it started first at home, like being able to actually speak to my parents, speak to um, my leaders, speak to my close friends and, and let them know, the truth of what I was feeling and to find um, that some people couldn't tolerate that and it, it caused them to leave and then realizing that the people that stayed were meant to be there the whole time um, and so there's pain in the openness but there's also healing genuine healing um, by realizing that there, there were certain people that were just around um, and so learning the difference between people that are around and people that are genuinely there uh, for you has been for me has been super healing too. Uh, so yeah, it's all the above. It's rest, it's walking away from, from like being able to just pause the world and let people around me know like, yo, look, I just need five minutes. Um, being okay enough to say that, not having, not being prideful, um, which I didn't realize I was until I broke, you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. And the importance of having good people around you, right, and having a, a tight circle and people that, you know, will uh, hype you up when they need to hype you up, but also bring you right back down to earth, you know, and ground you when you need that. Um, you know, it's interesting because I think as, you know, artists, as musicians and people that, you know, you have a craft or an artistry that you work on and that you try to perfect, um, you know, as much, especially as Christians, as much as we say we do it for the Lord and it's all about God and, you know, God is the center and all those things are super true. There is a aspect of that where we do want it to be good, right? What we put out there, we want it to be great material and great content. We want people to look at our stuff and say, wow, like, you know, great job. That was, that was amazing. You know, the concept, the video concept, what you were wearing or this, that, and the other thing. Um, you know, when I think of, Uh, you know, even like musicians and singers and rappers, um, a lot of times there's, uh, you know, this common thread, right, where you could tell when it's those who they uh, are listening to someone else and they're kind of copying their style or their flow or the way someone else, you know, their cadence and their way of saying things. Um, You know, in your case, what would you say separates you from other rappers what is it about angie rose that you know when we listen to you when we you know when you grab a mic when you go um you know and and you're and you're doing your thing and and you're rapping and all these things what separates you from all the rest
2: well i think i'm i'm just i i i have zero desire to be a copy of anybody like, zero. Um, I can enjoy, and I can honor, and I can, like, even respect the craft, and I can learn from something and, and take from it, um, but I, I have way more fun. I have way more fun being me um, than I do trying to be anybody else, and so I think, again, this, is the, this project was the first time that I got to do that. Like, I had a DJ friend of mine uh, comment that he was like, you know, I can just throw a song into any genre, like, of the week. Like, you have the pop, you have the urban, you have the Latin, you have the hip-hop, Um, And I think what separates me there is just like being willing instead of trying to be one thing or be one sound. I allowed myself the grace to say, you know what, this is my pop song and this is my hip hop song. And and it's, and it's not because I had to do them. I just, I wanted to, when, when, when I heard it, when I heard the chords, when I heard the melodies, I fell in love with it and I I did what I wanted to do. Um, And yeah, there's inspirations and things that I pull from, but I, I just let myself do it like that. I grew up listening to everything. And so I'm not hiding that everything from my music to try to be be the hip hop girl or to be the, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, there's nothing yeah, I want to yeah. be except me. And, and however God decides, like, I look at myself like a stained glass, or I look at humanity like stained glass windows. Um, and God is just the sun, but he painted my windows in those colors for a reason. Um, And so I'm not gonna hide the purple just because some people don't like the purple. Like it's Mm -hmm. just, okay, skip the song. (laughs) (laughs)
1: exactly and I think it is a great thing to say you know because in essence you know what I take away from what you're saying is that it's okay to be creatively ambiguous or to be creatively flexible you know just because you know you started in one lane doesn't mean that that's the lane you necessarily have to stay in especially if you are talented in those other lanes um, as well so you know having an identity that is ambiguous and you know flexible is a powerful tool in and of itself because because while you you know while you bring up the reference of well if you don't like purple just skip it you know there are people that like purple blue yellow and green you know i'm one of those people that you put my my playlist on shuffle and it will go out, in and out of every single genre there is like that's yeah. just a uh, that's my I flow I, like more you said. music
2: fans like that then there are people that just stick to one lane if i'm honest yes. and i think yeah. we've just been afraid uh to be honest about that a lot of artists is just like oh well this is what works and it's like okay but are you happy And that's where I Mm. came to now, like asking myself that question, like, are you happy? Um, Mm -hmm. And just deciding that I was going to (laughs) do what was making me happy.
1: Yeah. And that, and that makes it feel less like work. (laughs) You know, when you're doing what you really truly brings you joy, you know, it not only makes you more happy, but it's also evident in your work. And, you know, we spoke a little bit about your identity, about being creatively ambiguous and flexible and all those other stuff or whatever, you know, and there's a, there is a maybe a little bit of controversy in this question, you know, when it comes to people identifying themselves or people identifying them, you know, the term of being a female rapper just versus being a rapper, you know, there's some people that don't like, the female part of it in front, like they just want to be known as a rapper. You know, you see that also when it comes to you know, the label of Christian rapper versus rapper. You know, though they, their music is about God, they don't want to be labeled a Christian rapper. They just want to be known as a rapper. You know, where do do you have an opinion on that? Where do you stand with that? Does it bother you if someone calls you a female rapper or a Christian rapper?
2: I think I've kind of just thrown the idea out. If, if, if I'm honest, um, I, I can't care. I've, I've almost never been able to care. Like, um, mm-hmm. and labels just, when I, okay, so I went to a predominantly black school for the first like year and a half of middle school. And then I got transferred to like a predominantly white school. In the black school, they called me the white girl. In the white school, they called me the black girl. And from mm-hmm. there, right there, I learned and realized that, that none of it mattered. You're, you can call me what you like. And so when I bring that into music, I kind of look at it like a supermarket. Like, look, if if somebody doesn't say that I'm something, if somebody doesn't put any kind of label on me, then nobody will know where to find me. So I'm I'm almost grateful um, because the truth is, like, depending on the circle, I get labeled a different thing. Um, in some circles, she's the, oh, that's the female rapper. And she doesn't curse, right? That's, that's what, they're, what they're excited about. Oh, she doesn't mm-hmm. curse. They have no idea that it's Christian. It's just boom. So I just, I enjoy uh, people be categorizing me by what touched them. Um, and I'm okay with yeah. that. If, it, if the fact that I'm Latina touched you, then hey, talk about the fact that I'm Latina and share okay. that with your Latina friends, because that's the other truth too. Like if you're labeling me a certain way, it's likely that that's what touched you. And that's the circle that's around you. So share it in the way that's going to bless your circle.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, earlier you spoke about uh, a, fo- or I, I mentioned a foundation that you have, you know, under the name of Unstoppable. Uh, can you share a little bit about that foundation and how it started and what you do?
2: Sure. So um, basically, I had, I had come from Houston. Um, we we stopped at this. It's Fourth Ward in Houston uh, or Third Ward. I hope Houston family don't don't get mad at me but I can't fully remember but basically we went I believe it's fourth ward and it was like um just a bunch of like underprivileged and underserved areas and we and I just kind of we went with a speaker set some pizza and a bunch of shirts and we just showed up to the blocks and were, you know showing love um and then I came back home and all these hurricanes hit in in Florida and in Houston and then to Puerto Rico. So what happened was I had a bunch of merch left over from tour. And so I went online and I was like, look, whatever you guys buy, um, we're going to donate it to the, to organizations that are helping out in these areas that have been affected. Um, but as you know, it was Florida, Houston, and then Puerto Rico, which was Hurricane Maria. And Hurricane Maria like destroyed Puerto Rico. Um, obviously, they had different structure, the, the way they built things, the electricity wasn't you know, up to par, like it was um, uh, in other states. Uh, And, you know, my heart just broke Uh, for some reason. I'm I'm obviously Puerto Rican, um, but it's not like I spent a ton of time, but my heart broke in a way that it just hadn't before. Um, And I wanted to do something. And So we went out and we did a whole relief concert and we were able to raise like $5,000 and all these people from we got to bring, you know, people from the projects in in the in the community in the Bronx. Um, people donated tickets, and so we literally just went to the projects and were like, "Yo, you guys are VIP at our concert," um, and they sat in the front rows. And we saw lives changed and people come to God. And I was just like, I just fell in love. Um, and so that was it. Like we took off to Puerto Rico, and we and FEMA called, and the Ricky Martin Foundation called, and they gave us all these things um, to support the community and. That was it. I just fell in love with the fact that, that, that I could do something like that, that God would allow me the privilege. Um, and, like, we just took off, like, from then. Like, every idea and everything that God allowed me to do, we just started saying yes. Soon after we opened an after-school program um, in the Bronx, we started supporting food pantries in the Bronx. Um, like, it it just became uh, a desire to serve. Um, and I kept meeting more people that desired to serve. And, yeah, that's what it that's is to awesome. this day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's great because, again, you are a music artist, right? You rap and do all these different things, but at the same time, like you've said before, you're not limiting yourself to that. And, um, I think this is something that many people who are listening can, can take that God will use what he's given you and your craft and your talents and abilities, but there's so much more that, um, that he can do through you. Right. And he'll use those things to kind of open the door, right. He'll use those things to get you in places and get you in front of people, um, And it's not always just about the music, right? There's other things that God uh, has in store and that God has planned and that God will, you know, use your music uh, to lead you to these places. So I love, you know, hearing stories like that of, you know, especially in this case where, you know, you're giving back and raising money and, you know, doing um, everything that we're supposed to be doing, you know, as Christians and as people, Um, you know, and you've spoken a lot about, your journey, your past, your lessons that you've learned. Um, you know, what would you say to that young person listening to you right now who may hear your music, love your music, may love what you do, may want to be a musical artist or a musician or play in a band or do something great like that, release music. What would you say to them? Um, you know, to those aspiring uh, you know, young artists out there. Hmm. Um,
2: I think the journey of an artist is is and this is something I'm learning, even even now, right? Um, I'm I'm being very transparent about the emotional, you know, uh, roller coaster that I that I think I've been on in this journey. And one thing that I've realized very clearly is being an artist is holding up a mirror. Um, but the thing is that we're often holding up the mirror and looking at everybody that's reflected except us, and we're trying to tell the, these stories. Um, and I think that for somebody that loves God, God is literally letting us hold up the same mirror that every other other artist holds up in the world, but telling us to look into our eyes. Um, it's a journey that get, allows for us to get to know us, to face us, and to heal us. Um, you can even look at like NF, who talks about how music is healing him. And even being hearing him say things like that have, have made me look in my own eyes, if that makes sense, face my own soul, face my own darkness, and heal it. Um, So to the young artists, it's be willing to do that, be willing to look into your own eyes um, and not do what I think we do in in church culture and preach somebody else's story, but be willing to look in your own eyes and see how God is influencing you so that you can tell a story nobody else can tell.
1: Yeah. Amen. And I think that's, self, that's so powerful. That idea of self reflection, transparency, you know, definitely allows us to be more relevant in this day and age. You know, there there is a we have to switch it up in order to be effective in the world, in order to be impacting. We can't keep doing the same thing that the old folk been doing, <laughs> you know, to say it quite quite transparently. Um, so we are definitely it, it is evident. If you needed someone to let you know it's evident, it is definitely evident in your work, what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And I love how, you know, with almost every question and things that we've been kind of talking about, you keep using this phrase, what I'm learning now Mm -hmm. or what I'm still learning or, you know, even now. Right. And um, I think it's so great because even at this point, you know, where some people think, you know, once I release a project like that's it, I'm done, I've made it, I've arrived, I know the ins and outs and you know, you're someone who's admitting, you know, you've done all of that, right? But you are also still learning, right? And I think we we have to be willing to learn, even when we reach our goals, right? And even when we, you know, uh, meet those deadlines and those ambitions, and we reach those places where we've always dreamed of, we have to still be willing to learn, right? And um, I just and I love also how can,
2: what success really is. Yeah, you know, it's not so much the numbers or Or the things that you can check off your list but how does your soul feel how do you feel Mm -hmm. have you learned have you grown like i I found that i've reached certain goals and then i stopped liking me as a person and that's not success yeah for me it might be for other people but that'll never be success for me um and so i think that's a that's a real big thing for for up-and-coming artists or, or just humans in general to think of what is success really for you is it what everybody else sees and perceives? Or is it what you see when you look at yourself? And what guys? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm no 100% and you know there there is this thing that you know a lot of artists have to deal with a lot of famous artists deal with also which is that once they leave from in front of the crowd and they have to go back to their hotel rooms or go back to their homes when it's just them with their thoughts by themselves you know there is that sense of unhappiness and a lot of it has to do with that where they they aren't proud of or they aren't happy or they aren't satisfied with where they're at or what they've done because it doesn't generally bring them the happiness that they thought it was going to bring them. Um, so it's definitely very important to have that ability to look in the mirror, to look at yourself, have your own self-reflection, and that idea of transparency as well. But Angie, we've reached the end, and before we sign off, we definitely want—if to, if there's anything that you feel like you didn't get the opportunity to share or talk about, and you want to, you know, throw that out there for our listeners, you know, we would definitely want you to take this opportunity to do that. So is there anything uh, you feel like you would like to say?
2: Um, well, definitely keep supporting, keep streaming, keep commenting. (laughs) I'm grateful. Um, it's not always easy. Uh, like you, you guys mentioned earlier to share, um, everything, um, but I'm finding so much healing there. Um, and we're definitely working on new things. Uh, have, I was able to get some features that I'm really excited about. So we're excited to get some of that stuff out to the world.
1: So why don't you share with everybody where your like your handles are? Where are you on Insta Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok?
2: Sure. <laughs> so it's Angie Rose uh like the flowers uh pretty simple. Uh but on Instagram it's Angie Rose Music with a K. So Angie Rose M U S I K. Uh Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff the same. But we're streaming everywhere, thank God. Um you can even ask Alexa to play Angie Rose and she'll look <laughs> it up for you.
0: Um yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so definitely go stream her music. Her latest project, Unstoppable, um, is so good. And I think that there's so many experiences that she talks about that, you know, you'll be able to relate to at least one of them, right, and enjoy some, you know, some great music. So Mm -hmm. Angie, definitely, uh, we were blessed uh, by our conversation. And thank you so much for for joining us.
2: No, thank you,
1: guys. And and as always, be sure to Follow her, subscribe to Angie Rose, follow her, you know, series on Instagram, the Rose Confessions as well. Download her music, do all the things that we're supposed to do to support one another so that it grows and it gives them more of an opportunity to have a greater reach in this world. So I want to thank Angie Rose for once again joining us on today's episode. And we want to thank everyone as well for tuning into today's episode too.
0: Yeah, be sure to follow us on Instagram at God Life Culture Podcast, subscribe, leave that rating leave that review so you can be notified for our next episode next week
1: yeah so thank you once again for tuning into the god life culture podcast that's god God. life culture
0: until next time see ya
1: bye